to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism. In How to Deal with Criticism, Pastor DeMichael will guide us through a story where a woman in the Bible was criticized for her good deed. Everyone at some point will have to deal with criticism, whether it is merited or not. The power that we have when criticized is in the power of our response. In this week's lesson, we will be given some sound and practical advice on how to deal with this sometimes difficult issue. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Number three. Number one, it's inevitable. Criticism is inevitable. Number two. Number two, it's not understandable. Don't spend your life trying to figure it out. Number three, this is important. Don't stop hurting. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? Don't stop hurting. Don't get callous. Don't stop hurting, but don't let the hurt stop you. Now, some of you by temperament are more or less sensitive by nature. Some of you are more impervious to criticism. In fact, some of you are so impervious to criticism, you seem impervious to everything. And there's an advantage to that. Okay? But others are more sensitive. And if you find that you're more sensitive, you can begin to develop callous over your heart and start protecting yourself. Now, let me say this to you. I think, I think in the main, if, if God is going to use you in any position of leadership, uh, anywhere in our culture today, you have to have a divorce with public opinion. Someone once said in this area, our dependency makes slaves out of us, especially if this dependency is a dependency of our self-esteem. If you need encouragement, praise, and pats on the back from everybody, then you make everybody your judge. At some point, we have to say, you know what? God called me to do this. And I know it doesn't make sense to everybody. But I like the way I'm doing it better than the way my critics are not doing it. And just get on with life. But don't stop hurting. Don't get callous. Don't develop an independent spirit. Don't develop a retaliating spirit. And worse yet, those two things can morph into a bitter spirit. We need to be careful because one of the devil's greatest tactics is provocation. Some of you may remember a, a message that Brother Shemesh preached on the subject of provocation. He talked about David being provoked by Satan to number Israel. Much of our success and failure in life as believers is avoiding the vertigo of our spirit when it's under attack. The Bible says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, what? Who can bear? We've read stories. We've known of people who in spite of so much working against them, 
emotionally and mentally, and we would say collectively their spirit, yet they soldiered on and did great things, and, and, and it was remarkable what they achieved. They had a healthy spirit. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, a wounded spirit who can bear. And if our spirit gets wounded, overly sensitive, bitter, we become like the spider sitting on our web. And anything that touches that, that web of our sensitivity goes right back to us. And we're reaching out and finding things to get offended about. The Bible says, great peace have they which love thy law, and what? Nothing shall offend them. Criticism, if we're not careful, can be a great distraction in life. Don't stop hurting. Someone once said, people don't care what you know until you what? Until they know that you care. And you know what, folks? In the end, in the end, love is risky. Love is risky. If you're going to love people, you're going to get your heart broken, folks. So, well, I don't want my heart broken. Then God's not going to be able to use you in the lives of other people. You've got to be willing to put it out there again and again and again. And some people won't just break it. They'll break it, they'll throw it on the ground, and they'll dig their heel in it while they're smiling in your face. They did it to Jesus. And the servant is not above his master. But don't let it stop you. Don't quit hurting. Because the minute we say, I'm taking my heart out of the game, whether it's in your family or in the marriage or in the church or out at the workplace, or our love for souls. I remember shortly after I was saved, I, I was a real zealous soul winner, at least in, in my mind I thought I was. I just hit a point somewhere, and it was due to a couple things that happened in the family, that I was witnessing to some family members, and I got some real stiff resistance in some areas. And, and I got my feelings hurt, to be honest with you, just to put it bluntly. And I really made up my mind for a while. There were, there were several family get-togethers over the next few months that I just decided. I remember thinking this. Now, try not to think ill of me, but this is exactly what I was thinking. I just thought, you know what? I'm not talking about the Lord to these people anymore. If they want to go to hell, they can go to hell. You say, oh, my, how could you? Well, I did. But I'm glad I got over it. I'm glad I got over it. And you know how I got over it? You know, you, you can never get around the airtight example of our Savior. You know, every time the Lord says, forgive one another, we've got our, our, our butt, why we don't have to forgive each other, and then he'll say, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Oh, I mean, I got to forgive to that extent? <laughs> yeah, airtight argument. And I got, thinking about, I got thinking about how Christ is rejected of men and how he just continues to love and love and love and love and put that heart out there no matter how many times it's been broken. Don't quit hurting, but don't let the hurt make you quit. And then lastly, number four, remember that it is uncontrollable. Leave it in God's hands. If you spend time chasing criticism and critics, you will lose your focus. Charles Haddon Spurgeon wrote a chapter in his book, Lectures to My Students, called The Blind Eye and the Deaf Ear. 
And he talked about how in the ministry you have to learn to not see certain things and not hear certain things and learn to ignore certain things. And in the end, he says, my blind, blind eye is my best eye and my deaf ear is my best ear. Don't lose your focus. Don't let your spirit get damaged. Don't waste time. Folks, I have in the same day been called too nice and too harsh. At the same sermon, called too long and too short. Too doctrinal and not enough doctrinal. And in the same week, I've had two different people visit the church and one tell me it was the friendliest place he ever was. And the other one tell me that it was the unfriendliest place he ever was. They couldn't all be right. It's uncontrollable, folks. Abraham Lincoln is uh, remembered as one of our greatest presidents. But during his tenure, he may have been the most criticized. On one occasion, he, sta he stated, quote, if I stop to read, much less answer every letter of criticism I receive, this office would have to be closed for nothing else but that of dealing with critics and complainers. After one of Lincoln's speeches, a newspaper in Chicago wrote a scathing editorial. A portion of those comments stated, and I quote, the cheeks of every American should be red with shame at that silly, washed-out utterance of the man who has to be introduced to foreigners as the President of the United States. Do you know what that washed-out speech was? It was a Gettysburg Address. Over an English castle back in the 1700s, the owner had these words written, Say, what do they say? Let them say. You just go on and serve the Lord. Philippians chapter 4. Turn there, please. Philippians chapter 4, and we'll wrap this up. It's inevitable, folks. It can't be understood. It's not controllable. Don't let it stop you. Philippians chapter 4. Maybe this morning you come into the service and your spirit has been wounded through criticism. Let me give you a Bible strategy for combating that. The power of positive thinking was in your Bible long before Norman Vincent Peale thought of it. Or Pastor Joel Osteen started preaching on it. Okay? The difference is, the difference is, and listen carefully, God tells his people to think that way. Now, a lost man, he's on his way to hell. This isn't going to work for him, okay? He needs to get saved. That's the first thing he needs to do. All the positive thinking in the world isn't going to take away his sins. He needs to get saved. But once you're saved, God tells you to put your focus on those things that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good report. If there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. That's a great biblical strategy to keep your spirit sound in where it needs to be so that you don't get ruined criticism. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed that criticism can very often be a ploy of the devil to discourage us. The devil has many approaches to getting us frustrated, and he knows one of the most effective tools is through our pride. One thing that can make criticism so hurtful is when we pour ourselves out in a loving manner, trying to help people, and our efforts are met with criticisms. 
It is at these times, as Pastor Michael makes clear, that we are to realize that the same could be said of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who offered love and was met with scorn, rebuke, and criticism. Yet he chose to extend his love, despite the opinion of others. In the end, criticisms are inevitable and uncontrollable, but it is up to the Christian to approach the critics with the same love and even forgiveness that Jesus Christ has extended to us. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching. 